came up. Yep. I definitely see a line. Cool. All right. That'll be a good sync point for me. <clears throat> okay. Um, it's at approximately 13 and a half seconds in. That's not going to matter. <laughs> it will. When it will. I, when I bring it into. You know <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be really glad you know that. 13, know. 13 and a half seconds. Let me write that down. 13, approximately. Not uh, exactly. But yeah, uh, approximately. Pro- well, shoot. I wanted specifics. <laughs> Exacts. Okay. Exact. Exact. <coughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Every Gamer Podcast. Uh, my name is Nick Wells, and I am Ben, aka Sketch Two Five Six on Twitch. Yeah, it's uh, it's been probably like two months since we recorded uh, recorded the last podcast. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. Uh, Nick was dying. We didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, pneumonia really takes it out of you. Um, so, um, still got pneumonia. A bit of... Like, you, like you were walking around pneumonia. Like, what is this? Is this what walking pneumonia is? I've heard of that. I think so. Um, okay. I I was walking. Uh, but there are a lot of points where, uh, where I was not walking. Uh, I was walking with fluid in my lungs. Yes, it was and, real bad. Uh, walking to my... <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, man. that, uh, yeah, then we were supposed to record on a Wednesday and I canceled on you because I had a fever. And then the next mm-hmm. day I went to the ER with the fever 103.7. <laughs> so I'm really glad I didn't come over. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, agreed. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, what do you, uh, what have you been playing? You been playing anything new? No, I've been playing Destiny 2. That's just, that's all. I, it's my second <laughs> job. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've been playing a ton of Destiny 2. I will say, though, it's it's pretty cool. We don't, I mean, I guess it's probably not a good idea to date your podcast too much, but this week, Cross Save <laughs> came out for Destiny 2. <laughs> and I have been waiting on something like this for a long time and finally been <coughs> able to play Destiny on my PC, like with my characters, 60 frames per second because I've got like a little baby PC, but sure. it gets the job done, and it's beautiful. It is so beautiful, and it's so fast. Yeah, <laughs> and so much faster. So I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of Destiny too. There's a lot to do in that game, and there's a lot to prep for. But uh, after maybe in the next couple weeks, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break before the next big DLC comes out, and I'm gonna do some other stuff. I'm thinking about playing oh. either. Um, I'm thinking about a playthrough of Sekiro. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm also thinking about a playthrough of Ori and the Blind Forest. Yes. You should definitely yeah. play that one first. I will probably do that one because yeah. that feels like a game I could complete in two weeks and have a really good time <coughs> with it before you know the big, next big DLC for Destiny comes out. Just be prepared to um, cry right off the bat. <laughs> like I have heard first. that. Oh, man. I don't know how they did it, but it was really, really like it, it got it got to me just like right off the bat. One of the first cutscenes. Uh, yeah, it was rough. It was emotional, very emotional. <laughs> yeah, um, I've been kind of. <coughs> I got... Oh, Nick, hold on, sorry. Yeah, uh, <coughs> I'm looking at the bottom of my screen, mm-hmm. and it says 48,000 hertz, 32-bit mixing, and I thought I thought I changed that to 24. Mm, that's probably okay. It's fine. Okay, sorry about that. No, that's fine. It's it just means it's a higher quality. <laughs> It's oh. like it's a higher resolution. 
You even get better audio now because of my yeah. mistake. The only issue is just uh, <laughs> file size. So it's, you're going to have a bigger file size. But it's not that big of a deal. It's not the size of the file that matters. <laughs> it's 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 not. We should we should keep this stuff in so that the, the listeners can know that we're recording our very first episode not in person together. We're mm. recording remotely. We are. So we're we're trying and it out because we need to be able to <laughs> record more often. Yes, yes. And it's difficult to drive, you know, the 45 minutes to an hour to mm-hmm. the other person to be able to get that done. So And you got setup time and you got to look at the other person. It's rough. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part. <laughs> Um, okay, anyway, so, carry on. What have you been yeah. doing lately? What have you been playing lately? So since I have Game Pass, I've been like I've been oh nice floating around to a couple of different games. Uh, I played uh, Slay the Spire, and uh, Slay the Spire is so good. It's a fun game. It's a really good game to just jump in and out of as long as you come in with the idea that I'm not gonna win on my first run. It's not about <laughs> yeah. that. Right, right. Because <clears throat> the first couple of runs, I got super frustrated because I got to the end boss, and then I was just like, for that level, and then I kept dying, and I was like, what the heck is yeah, going on? Yeah, you get destroyed. Yeah. yeah. But then after, I was, I started to understand, with each time you die, you get uh, points to upgrade and that sort of thing. And so, uh, but it's a really you fun You get points one. to upgrade? Yeah, you're like given a certain amount of points, and then when you get a certain amount of points, you up your character upgrades, essentially, or gets stronger. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the whole point. Yeah, that's the whole point is your character gets stronger um, after so many runs, and then you can progress further. (coughs) So, but that's a really fun one because you can just jump in and do like uh, two or three matches, and then you know jump out. So you're not really committed for super long play session. Um, Yeah, Slay of the Spire is is definitely one of my top games mm -hmm. in 2019. It should is, is awesome. It should absolutely be a mobile game though. It could be, yeah, I could see that. It could work so well as a mobile game. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I, I tried out this game called My Time at Porsche. Um, I've heard of that. Yeah, very reminiscent of Stardew Valley. Um, but right. it's, I feel like it's, it's very much half baked. I mean, the sound design on it, I'm really disappointed with. Um, and listeners, uh, listeners, Nick <clears throat> is very, very picky about his audio. I, I very much am, uh, <laughs> just because I am a sound designer. Uh, but it, you can tell, like, I mean, they they spent a little bit of money on the music, but there's only like three different tracks, so it gets old really quickly. Oh, gotcha. But it sounds like it. It really feels like they had um, the. They're like, well, we don't have a budget for sound design, so we're, you know, you're doing the music. Can you do the sound design as well? And <laughs> you can really tell because, like, it's it's bad. It sounds like a lot of library sounds, just stuff that was pulled from libraries and then put in instead of designed. Um, like the Win Dixie, like shopping music. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 like one of the enemies. It's like this this sewer imp. You know, he's green and he's hunched over and. You know, humanoid, but he's got like big eyes and that sort of thing. He's wearing a backpack, but his sound for dying is literally just a turkey sound. Um, a what sound? A turkey, like a turkey <laughs> gobble. <laughs> it's not even processed. It's not even like tried to sound unique or anything. It's literally just a turkey. It's um, a turkey gobble when he dies. <clears throat> yeah, when he dies, he gobbles like a turkey. <laughs> Uh, and there, you know, each time you kill one of these things, it's the exact same sound, and it's not even pitched or changed in any way. It's the exact same. So I really wish that they spent some 
a, uh, some sort of budget on sound design because it's really, really disappointing um, because you it's hear like those a, sounds so often. It's like a grunt birthday party, but at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> well, grunt birthday party was was at least designed and it's it's fun and yeah, you know, it yeah. was it was mixed and you know, it was it works really well for what it is. Um, but this right. sound, you can tell it's not mixed properly. It's it it doesn't even sound like it was modified whatsoever it was just like pulled from a library and then put in there because they didn't <laughs> have any idea of, of how to do it um what an uh, odd choice too for a thing to, that's dying like picking well, a turkey gobble yeah and all of the sounds are like that like the the weapon sounds the it's it, it's not turkey sounds for the weapons but like it's this <laughs> it's the same whoosh sound all for, of the sounds are turkey gobbles it's just a bunch of turkey <laughs> sounds for everything it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> Every time I go to like <laughs> shovel my <laughs> land, <laughs> no, but it's like every every swing of every single weapon is the exact same sound. There's no like right. modifying, randomizing of the the pitch or the volume or anything like that. Um, sometimes the uh, the footsteps just cut out randomly and they they quit. You know, if you turn the music off, um, this game would sound awful, completely awful. Um, Weird. And I I did that because I was like, there's there's barely any environmental sounds, and when there are, they just cut in and then cut out. There's like no fades. Um, huh. It's 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 not good. And I think I think they just didn't have a budget for it, and they just decided yeah, to yeah, forego so. it because they didn't think people would would pay attention to it. <clears throat> Nick was here, and he was yeah. paying attention. But it's really frustrating because I looked up reviews and stuff like that, and no one's really talking anything about the sound design on it right um, so a little disappointed about that um but I, sure. I, uh, another game i want to try and play is the uh banner saga have you ever seen that banner saga no I, yeah mm. it's on um all three of them are on game pass now but they're uh, it's a <coughs> tactics based uh kind of combat system um mm-hmm. but it's a really interesting story too um I played cool. through a little bit of it, um, of the first one, but I really want to start it over and, and really give it a good playthrough. Um, yeah. But it's it looks like a really cool game. Um, but yeah, and then of course I've been playing Destiny, um, a little yeah, bit. Dude. So trying mm. to get up to to good raid level. Yeah, we're gonna beat that crown raid. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, if we can all get on the same schedule. Yeah, yeah, that's the bit. Yeah, the, <laughs> the schedule is the <laughs> ultimate raid boss. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Yep. All right. So, um, what are we talking about today? Sketch. Today we're talking about a uh, something that's a hot topic in the media as of late, due to some really um, tragic events mm. happening um, in the United States uh, uh, in the past month or so. There have been some um, <coughs> some mass shootings. Yeah. Um, uh, and in the media, one of the primary things that was blamed for these mass shootings was video games. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, one of the shooters said he liked to play Call of Duty. So I guess we need to watch out for like 7 million 18-year-olds um, <laughs> you know, playing yeah. Call of Duty or whatever. But anyway, all that to say, you already know my bias. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but in the news, you know, there's I mean, even the president himself. He he called out video games directly as a cause of this violent behavior that's happening. And so we thought this would be a great time to have a podcast about 
Um, video games and violence. Is there a link? What is the link? What does it mean? Um, you know, and, and how should we respond as gamers to this kind of stuff? Well, let me ask you. Um, let me ask you this: What do you think it is? A simple thing as like this is a cause or this is a cause or do you think it has more to do with um, uh, mental health or hmm. what do you think uh, where where do you stand on that I guess yeah so it's it's um I, I mean I don't want to get too political and turn people off you know from people mm-hmm. who are you know listening we're not really interested in that um, I mean I, th- I think it's a combination of things um, <coughs> so I, I work in human sciences and I do research on people. And um, I was actually talking to a class the other day, and I asked them how, ma- how many of them have heard our work described as soft science. Mm. Um, and a bunch of people raised their hands. And because that's basically, because the data we're working with is not like solid, you know, I can't, <coughs> I can't go and, and physically measure how much cohesion is in a relationship. Yeah. Or how much anxiety a person has. Like I have to ask them, or I have to. I mean, in some ways, you can measure physiology, but mm-hmm. there, there's still some. You know, it, it's it's that's really difficult to do. And um, and when it comes down to the outcomes you're trying to predict, like human behavior, yeah, uh, that's also pretty fluid. There's a ton of error in all the work that we do. There's all this chance. Like sometimes people behave the way they do just because they did. Like right. not, <laughs> not because you can pinpoint a thing, but uh, so. So I've actually started saying we're not the soft sciences, we're the hard science because the the questions we're asking are all freaking hard to answer. Right. <laughs> uh, and so like a question as big as what causes a person to walk into a public place with a automatic weapon or with an explosive or whatever and mm-hmm. kill people, I mean, is is massively complicated. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I'm sure it's a combination of a lot of things. I'm, I'm, I feel pretty certain that most of these people are not mentally healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I feel pretty certain that, that most of these people don't have great relationships. Uh, they also have access to weapons that they're able to cause this kind of mass harm with. Right. Um, and they may have influences in their life that have violent content in them that feed <coughs> into aggressiveness or violence that they may already be experiencing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, where do I stand? In it? I think it's a really complicated issue and it would be really fascinating. Uh, you know, these, it's a really, obviously a really sad situation, but it would be fascinating to be able to pinpoint what are like the major contributors to these people making this decision. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah. uh, so soon it was not even 24 hours after these events happened when yeah, people were yeah when people were um saying video games was the issue and right right uh like we hadn't even gone through everything that's happened in his life like did he go through traumatic experiences how was he so oh i don't know anything yeah. i don't know anything about this kid other than that he played call of duty because yeah, that exactly. was in the news <laughs> like what are the other factors in his life and people are yeah. just going i mean it's you know it's it you know you hear a boom sound outside, and the first thing you say is like, "Oh, that was definitely a bomb." Uh, like, what do you? How do you know that? And that's kind of the the attitude that we're seeing a lot in media is like something right. happens, and then immediately they just throw blame or point their fingers at something because right. they want something to blame um, rather than yeah. And and oftentimes, you know, people have their own agendas, and they don't sure. want to look at they don't want to look themselves in the mirror. And so it's kind of difficult with that too, because right. you have to confront your own stuff to be able to get to the, the cause, <coughs> mm-hmm. you know, or the causes. Right. Um, 
And, and it's also tricky to say like, well, they just weren't mentally healthy. There's lots of people that have mental health issues that are not going to shoot up a place. Sure. You know, like uh, it, <laughs> oftentimes like people who really struggle with mental illness are in more like at more risk of danger from the general public than the general public is against them. Absolutely. Like people who have schizophrenia or things like that. Yeah. They're at greater risk for danger than the opposite. But, you know, in our heads we think, oh, you're mentally unhealthy, you're dangerous. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not a good narrative to tell either. Because right. first off, there's tons of different types of mental health and mentally unhealthy. It looks a lot of different ways and it, it's I, I think it's I think it's it, it's unwise to attribute any one cause to any of this. Sure. Absolutely. So throughout this podcast, we're going to be using two different terms, probably. Um, one of them is violence and one of them is aggression. And a lot of times they're yeah. used interchangeably, but they're not the same thing. Yeah, um, it's good to define your terms every time we have a conversation, especially about something as, as important as this. Right. So what's the difference between aggression and violence? Well, I, don't, I mean, you could ask different people. I think for the, our purposes, when we say aggression – like violence, like violent behavior is what we're talking about with these like mass shootings. Sure. Like, like criminal violence. <clears throat> and physical uh, violence is, towards another human being, essentially. What? I wouldn't even necessarily say that. I would say classified as like criminal, like uh, assault, that kind of thing. Sure. Like, I think that's violence. Um, <clears throat> aggression can look a lot of different ways. It can look like physical fighting, mm-hmm. uh, aggression. Like if we're talking about a research study, like we're going to be referencing one of those, like uh, they talk about aggressive thoughts, aggressive feelings, mm-hmm. and aggressive behaviors, and that includes physical fighting. Sure. Uh, but it, it doesn't include things like <coughs> like criminal acts of violence. Right. Um, so that's an important thing to make sure we, we're clear on. Okay, so one of the interesting things that I saw, so you sent me some, <laughs> some uh, light reading <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, very, very difficult for someone like me who is not a scholar and doesn't have a master's or is working towards a doctorate. Uh, but well, the, pretty... f- the funny thing is, it's difficult for us too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, one part that was super interesting to me was this moral panic wheel that, uh, mm. which is which is really funny in a way because it's like these. These this researcher was standing from the outside and was like, oh, here it is again. Oh, here it is again. <laughs> yeah. Um, you want to? Can you explain the moral panic wheel? Kind of this, um, this thing that happens with the media and politicians and then researchers and this kind of wheel that always pops up during um, tragic events. Yeah, and, and it's it's not a wheel is maybe a little. Um... Like it's called that, but it's it's maybe a little bit uh, deceptive because there's a lot of it's like interrelated processes that are happening. But like, yeah. you have like the media reports on like something, right? Or like you have societal beliefs about a certain thing, mm-hmm. right? And then the media reports on potential adverse effects of that thing, yeah. right? So a societal belief could be video games are bad, mm-hmm. right? So then the media reports. Oh, I actually saw, this is an example. I saw Dr. Phil talking to a mom and the mom is talking about how her like seven-year-old rules the house. Mm -hmm. And the whole, like, if you watch the clip, it's just him bossing his mother around a lot, like yelling at her, cursing her out, making her do, making, quote unquote, making her do things. Um, And then, but the, the theme of the episode was violent, like video game addiction. (laughs) (laughs) And I just wanted to be like, 
that kid is not the ruler of the house because of video games. Yeah, right. <laughs> the kid is the ruler of the house because there's a power imbalance between the seven-year-old and the adult. But anyway, yeah. so the media report, Dr. Phil reports on the, <laughs> you know, the adverse effects of playing video games, right? Yeah. And societal beliefs can, can like, this is basically saying like a, um, um, uh, like a self-fulfilling prophecy in some ways. It's like we have these beliefs, the media like hones in on that and reports on things that co- like coincide with those beliefs. And then we call for research that can be produced that falls in line with societal expectations, right? right? So then the research you have, like it promotes fear of the thing, right? So research that's supportive <coughs> of the fear is accepted. Sure. And then research that is critical of that is ignored. Mm-hmm. And then, like, so you have fear that support, like, fear supportive re- research is then reported in the media again. So it's right. like a cycle there. So that's where the panic wheel comes from. It's like a cycle, right. which then, like, makes politicians and people in power <laughs> promote fear pro- for political gain and right. maybe even legislate along line with that. And because so then they're it just kind experts. Of feeds back into itself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and, and like, in their defense, like, there's no way to be an expert on everything, and politicians have to answer questions and, and vote and a lot of different things. Yeah. But then the problem is, depending on who you get your information from, like, you could be, I mean, it could just be totally jacked up. Yeah. So right. that's like the moral panic wheel uh, is what we discussed, yeah. Yeah, and that was really interesting to me because... Um, it oh, was, and I'm sorry for yeah. for our listeners. If you'd like to read along, find a paper from Christopher J. Ferguson called "Blazing Angels: Resident Evil." Can violent video games be a force for good? Mm. Um, so yeah, just so I can cite my source, right? <laughs> yeah, so we're we're referencing a lot of uh, a lot of different sources here. Of course, it's a podcast, yeah. so we're not going to put that at the end of the podcast. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> but you know, you can probably Google and find a lot of this stuff. And, and the uh, the task force that's what they did they they just do, did searches on a lot of different studies to um, yeah you sent me the the thing with the task force that was uh, tasked with coming up a, with a conclusive answer to whether violent video games increases aggressive behavior or violence yeah, actually it was, yeah I was kind of looking at it yeah yeah and um, but yeah you can do searches and find different papers and stuff like that um, and just like anything we talk about you know we're not the end all be all um, of any of this so go check it out yourself do some research yourself um, yeah. but yeah so um, well let's here's a big question does it increase does video ga- violent video games increase violent behaviors uh, so <laughs> this is a good time to this is a good time to just say like I, we probably already said this before but correlation is not causation mm-hmm Right. So in order for there to be able in order for people to be able to prove that video games cause violence. Yeah. Like you need to be able to do a per, like <coughs> an experiment with a generalizable population where you took some people that were matched to another group of people and then you gave the, like the first group of people violent video games and then you gave the other group of people no violent video games. Or whatever, and then you have to make sure that all the rest of the things in their life were controlled for, including like traumatic events right. or like abuse or substance abuse or bad parenting or bad peer relationships or whatever. Yeah. Like you'd have to control for all of that, and then you'd have to be able to isolate whether or not the video games caused that to happen. Right. Like like if there was a statistically significant difference in aggressive or violent behavior, like that's that's but all the stuff you'd have to do so essentially it's impossible right to be able to be able to show 100 percent that video games cause violence yep 
Um, that being said, I think it's important to do. <coughs> I think it's important that we research this honestly. Like we're gamers, and we have our own bias, right? Mm-hmm. So Nick and I. I mean, how long? How many years of your life have you been playing video games with violent content in them? Of thirty-two years, probably twenty-nine, twenty-eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're exposed to violence in video games pretty young. Yeah. Right. I mean, I played uh, Street Fighter and um, Batman Returns on my Super Nintendo. Yeah. I watched I watched Shinobi. That's like ton of violence. Like even if it is like you know twenty four bit or sixteen bit or whatever. Yeah. Like you know, I saw that as young as five. You know, so right. I mean, I've been exposed to violent video games my whole life. I've never been in a fight in my entire life. Yep. Right. So there's this bias that we're bringing to it that says, okay, there's got to be something going on here. Also. The research pretty much suggests that like 98% of American youth between the ages of 12 and 18 play video games. Mm-hmm. And some of the biggest selling video games are first person shooters or action games, most of which have some type of violence in them. Yeah. Uh, so, and the majority of American youth are not problematically aggressive or violent. Right. So there has to be more going on. Uh, that being said, if we're going to look at this honestly, there are some statistical scientific links between violent video game content and aggressive behavior, mm-hmm. specifically like increases in aggressive behavior, aggressive feelings, uh, aggressive cognition, right. like a desensitization effect. Like those statistics are there. Right. So we have to at least acknowledge that, right? Sure. And they're there fairly stably, like like. The, the paper he was talking about with the task force, that's from the American Psychological Association, which is legitimate. Uh, it's like it's a it's a fairly legitimate organization that does you know quality research. Yeah. Um, a lot of researchers looked at it. It's I didn't look at it as deeply as I could have, but it seemed like it was pretty credible. And they're reviewing research from the past. Uh, I think it was from like 2009 to 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they found a lot of confirming signs of like this link between increases in aggression uh, uh, with uh, research that was conducted in the earlier 2000s, right? So there's kind of a fairly stable scientific <clears throat> link between violent content and aggression. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, of course there is. I mean, I think human nature is we see something, we do something. Um, and sure. uh, there was that study in one of the papers um, that showed uh, – I think it was done in the 60s, like mid-60s, where um, they showed a kid where human uh, – or a, a kid was was able to view a human go in and hit a bobo doll. And, yeah, um, like those clown dolls, yeah. listeners, if you're not familiar with it. Just mm-hmm. imagine a big inflatable <coughs> clown. It's terrifying you, if you don't You like probably want to punch it too, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> uh, but they would hit it with a stick, and then the kid would copy the uh, the behavior, of course. Um, and they showed, I think in most cases, the kid did copy the behavior. Um, but also another interesting point is like, if you stop there, then you say, of course, you know, they see violence, they, they do violence, but yeah, just for reference, that's called the social learning theory by, um, Bandura. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is if you go a little bit further, they say, um, that behavior was rarely ever translated to actually harming real, uh, a real human. So they never went from hitting the the toy the bobo doll to hitting another human um so they it also showed that there is a um a distinction for for children um you know that there is uh a difference between seeing something like that and uh, you know an actual human right um and i thought that was super interesting because yeah 
you know, the, of course, there's there's always going to be a link there. Like if you, I mean, it's like in a football game. You you watch a football game and then you get pumped up and you want to go play football and and hit, you know, and that sort of thing. Well, sure. most most people sure. do. <laughs> um, I want to hit somebody right now. Yeah, just uh, thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the thing. It's like since we can't like take children before they have any other experiences and put them in these experimental conditions, mm-hmm. you can have something in, in science called selecting into something, which means that like, let's say that I'm more prone to aggressive or violent behaviors. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite game is probably not like <clears throat> hello kitty Island adventure. Right. Right. It's probably, it's probably like gears of war yeah. or halo or call of duty or some other shooting game that maybe like promotes more aggression and violence. Yeah. And so you can have this idea where maybe if you're very young and you're exposed to some pretty negative things in your like family or community, uh, and you maybe have like some mental health issues like anxiety or depression, uh, maybe some antisocial uh, problems, then you might select into playing more video games that are like that. Right. Um, and so that's something that like even some really great longitudinal like uh, these are studies that happen over time. They can somewhat account for selection effect mm-hmm. like because you're because you're observing over time they're they're better than just looking at one point in time for accounting for that yeah but it's still like it's still like years like like i'm thinking of one specific paper where this um these researchers did i think a pretty responsible paper looking at some high schoolers over four years and they found a steady link between if you played more violent um, video games you had you had increases in aggression year by year sure and because it was longitudinal you can account for that selection effect but you don't know we don't know what those kids were like or what their aggression levels were right. for like the 12 years before they started the study right you also know, like, like socioeconomic um uh I guess I don't know. I forgot the term socio socioeconomic. Um, yes, and then also um, ethnicity, economic status. Yes, yeah. and then yeah, ethnicity, um, gender. Like a lot of those things are are um, kind of neglected or not thought about during a lot of these studies too. Right. Um, <laughs> sorry, God. And then um, also like predisposition to it uh, to begin with. Like it's kind of. Um, I mean, thinking also about like what came first, chicken or the egg. So like, sure. Um, because these kids are predisposed to violence or this type of thing, that's why they play these video games. Right. Um, like that's not taken into account either. Um, I don't think I've seen that in any of these studies. Right. So in some ways it's like, I mean, they do try to account for some baseline stuff, but like I said, you can't go back to when they were three, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, it, it'd be really hard to measure aggressive personality there too, and be able to isolate it from other things. Right. So it's, it's not to say that these, like the research does show that it's there, mm-hmm. but it's, here's another important thing to note is that the, <clears throat> the links that are there are generally small effect sizes. Sure. Which basically means that they're statistically significant, but not necessarily practically significant. Right. Um, uh, explain so, explain that the differences there. So, like, if I were to take these two variables, right, and I wanted to, even like a really like strong statistical study, like, and statistics are important. Like, I could find a statistical link between these two things, mm-hmm. as as variable A goes up, as violent video game content goes up, my aggression level goes up, and those two things are statistically related, okay. right? Yeah. But then, like, some, and I, I'm not a statistician, so I can't fully explain it to you, but some statistics, like, you're able to see something called an effect size, which basically means, like, 
how much practical significance this is having is this having right so how much is are video games like in a real like a real uh, if i were to look at it in real life mm-hmm. could i see that they're having an effect on violent video game or, or on a aggressive behavior right right so that's kind of the idea we're talking about when we talk about uh, <coughs> practical effect and the practical effect for most of these studies is extremely tiny mm-hmm. it's very very tiny um they are somewhat comparable with some medical studies linking like smoking and lung cancer so that doesn't mean that they're not it doesn't mean that it's not important it just means that they're very very small and my whole point on this is saying it's complex yeah there's a statistical link but what's happening here is extremely complex and and some a lot of the papers that i've reviewed for video games uh have a lot of methodological errors or issues even like positive video game articles, which we can talk about here in a little bit, yeah. um, have issues either in describing their samples or the the measures they use to uh, measure aggression, or um, their experiment, like their experimental design, or the ways that they report things. So, like one paper I saw, it, they did a really good job of isolating the unique relationship between aggressive video games, I mean, I mean violent video games, and aggressive behavior. Yeah. But they didn't report on a ton of other variables that I think are probably more practically significant, like parent relationship quality, peer right. relationship quality, socioeconomic status, education, like <coughs> a lot of things that are like they controlled for those. So statistically speaking, they're basically saying like we we examined what the statistical relationship is between parent relationship quality and mm-hmm. aggressive behavior, and we're going to take that out. Right. So we can just see what the unique relationship is between video games and aggression. Sure. Which is important. Like that's a good thing to do. But I also think like if you were to look at the combined effects of like peer relationship quality or parent relationship quality or socioeconomic status or mental health or all those things, mm-hmm. they're probably eating up a lot more of the pie, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. They're, they're, they're probably accounting for a lot more of that violent, uh, that uh, aggressive behavior right. than video games are. So are video games linked? Yes. Are they the cause? I would say we're far away from being able to say that. Mm-hmm. And other things are probably contributing a lot more to this than video games. Right. Well, even in the, in the task force where they, they looked over 31 different studies, um, done, they came to the conclusion that some of the bigger gaps in pretty much all these studies was that, uh, one dosage. So like, what type of video games, um, like Grand Theft Auto versus Super Mario Brothers, they're both violent video games, but, they it's have true. different types of violence, and they're portrayed differently. Um, Mario has never had to answer for all those Koopa heads he stomped on. I mean, exactly, he's stomping on Koopa heads. Yeah, he's destroying property. Um, he's. That's <laughs> true. I mean, he's yeah. There's. I mean, but he he's thrown he's thrown Bowser in lava like more times than I know. Right. To say, and that's messed up. Like throwing somebody in lava, that's mm-hmm. messed up. That is pretty messed up. Um, <laughs> But also, like, uh, what about the plot points of these violent video games? So right, morality, right. Um, they've gotten a lot more complicated. So, like, a game like Red Dead Redemption 2, like, there is a huge, huge struggle with morality in that game. Yeah. Um, not, not like you're a terrible person. It's like the main character is seriously struggling with his own morality. Um, right. He he does bad things but he wants to be a good person but he doesn't understand right. why he's doing bad things and he's got a, a moral code that he lives by but you know and then there's also the the point of like he's also doing bad things to bad people um which is another like 
complication in in the whole thing. It's like John Wick, you know, he's going around murdering <laughs> a ton of people. <laughs> yeah. But That's they're all bad they're people. Bad, so bad cool. people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh and so <laughs> it's like True Lies, isn't True Lies the movie where um yeah. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. his wife, goes, have you ever killed people? And he goes, yeah, but they were all bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that further complicates the issue, and it complicates yeah. a lot of these studies, and that's something that's overlooked um, yeah. uh, greatly. Um, and I agree, and and I think there's one article I found that I, I haven't read it fully, <laughs> but it basically talks about, like, is it okay to kill, like, is it okay to kill if you're killing bad people mm-hmm. uh, in video games, right? And so for me... Like, I don't like playing Grand Theft Auto because I don't like running around killing police officers or innocent civilians or things like that. Like, I, right. I genuinely feel bad doing that as right. a person. I know it's not real, but it still feels weird to me. Right. But then, like, playing Destiny or playing Halo or playing Call of Duty, like, I, f- I feel like I'm a, a defender of, like, good. And so I don't have a problem, like, going and blowing up some aliens because right. I feel like I'm defending people. Um like in the story, I feel very noble for doing that. I sure. don't feel like I'm bad or violent. I feel like I'm doing something I'm supposed to do. Um, and so I, I would like to. I'd like to look at that as well. I think that would yeah. be really a really fascinating thing to look at. Absolutely. Well, what about the Crucible? If you're killing other good guardians, right? Right, and I think you know, part of that is also yeah, that's true. We are killing. <laughs> it's a training ground. No one really dies. Oh, okay. also in Destiny. No right. one really dies in Destiny. Right. Except for K. <coughs> K definitely Except for does. K, yeah, he died. But I didn't kill him. That's the thing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, it's really interesting because a lot of times the term violence is used as a bad term. Again, it's a gray area, or it's not as simple as that because sports, you know, football players, hockey players – they're kind of praised for their violence. Um, martial arts. Right. And, ju- and just so we can stay close, like with our defining our terms, mm-hmm. like they're being more aggressive. Yes. Like I would say like not, not criminally violent, but aggressive. Aggressive yeah. behavior. Yeah. yeah. If you're not an aggressive football player, you're going to get fired. <laughs> um, <laughs> but even in like, so here, here's a little, a different aspect of it. Martial arts. I mean, I, I took Taekwondo and, Right. I mean, I did weapons training, you know, swords, staffs, nunchuck. I, I did weapons training. Both staff skills? For Yeah, seriously. And, and the thing yeah. is, martial arts teaches violence, but in the right context. Right. Um, it, that's the whole thing with, like, um, a lot of people. I'm not, this, I'm not saying this as, like, a political statement or anything. Uh, but uh, can still carry people, um, people that do um, uh, firearms training, that sort of thing. They're teaching violence, but as self-defense, not right. go out and just harm people. It's right. harming people that are trying to do harm to you. And, of course, that's violence, but that's a different kind of violence. And so right. even even those things, like martial arts is, is kind of held to this high, um, uh, I guess, um, standard of giving people tools to help themselves, but it's teaching violence. Um, MMA, sure. I mean, that's absolutely violent. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, aggressive behavior, but it's, it's super violent as well and very graphic. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, that's come under a little bit of fire, but it is violence. Um, but you can be a huge MMA fan and not <laughs> go shoot up a building, you know, like... Exactly. It, 
and we're not blaming MMA or football or martial arts for this kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. we are blaming, you know, we're also not blaming shows like Game of Thrones mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, uh, Daredevil on Netflix. Like, that's a, those are violent shows. Yeah. Like, we're not blaming those for the violence. And part of it is because, like, video games are interactive. Like, people look at them as, like, virtual training grounds right. for these shooters, but they're... <laughs> It's 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 so much more complex than that. It's it, and it's such a oversight to just to lump these things together and yeah. say that video games are the cause. The science just does not does not support that. Right, and I think it was so. I was watching a an interview uh, or a little mini doc about Dungeons and Dragons, which has become really big uh, lately. Yeah. Um, and you know, back in the eighties, it had a there was a real big like Dungeons and Dragons. It's a satanic game because it has spells and gods and demons and stuff like that. Right, right. Um, but it was it was kind of another like yeah, it's like the satanic panic of the 1980s. Yeah, it was, it was a big fear mongering thing. Even to the point where um, there was a movie that Tom Hanks was in called Mazes and, and Dragons um, about a, a a a guy who started playing it and then he started reenacting like things in the game. Um, in real life, but because he couldn't tell the difference between the game and the real life. Um, right. And that screams more mental health issue than let's blame this game. Um, right. right. And um, I just watched a, uh, a video, um, uh, an old 60 Minutes uh, video, where there was, uh, I forgot the location, but there are kind of a rash of, of suicides. And the the link that they found was all these kids played Dungeons and Dragons, and they were blaming the game for it. And to the point that this one lady, <coughs> Patricia Poling, she she's pretty famous for being very outspoken about Dungeons and Dragons. Like, she formed a, um, um, a like a coalition or whatever um, against Dungeons and Dragons. It was trying to get media to to push for, you know shining a bad light on Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. But every case, everything that she was ever a part of got thrown out because there was no substantial link to it. Um, Right. And uh, she joined because her son committed suicide. And she, you know, in Mm -hmm. that interview, um, the, the, um, the interviewer asked her, uh, was your son healthy? You know, did he show any signs of, of mental health issues or anything like that. And she said, no, he was well adjusted. He was very smart, very strong, even physically, he was very strong. And, you know, he was well adjusted. And then like five minutes later, they asked his sister a question. And the sister says he, she, she started crying because she said that he threatened to kill her. If he told her the parents that he was playing Dungeons and Dragons. And my whole thing was like, gosh, my whole thing was like, that doesn't sound like a well adjusted kid. And no, um, Again, it goes back to like the parents, you know, the environment that he's in. Is he being nurtured? Is he being listened to? Um, which yeah. that has a huge effect, of course. On well, you and know. you know, obviously in the 1980s, there's a whole lot less information as well about like what mental health was. And sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, you know, maybe she thought he was totally fine and just didn't know what the signs meant. Right. But then you know, parents can also justify their kids' behaviors all the time. Mm-hmm. You know that you know. Uh, it's obviously just a very complex thing. Sure. And so, um, 
like even as I'm listening to myself talk, I'm like, Ben, just be more like direct and say video games are not not. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm a scholar, so I feel like I gotta really be. Sure. I gotta be really fair to the science and say like, there's a statistical link, but there's so much more going on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so, and, <coughs> and honestly, like, there's some research that shows that depending on the context, you can totally cancel out any antisocial behavior uh, or effects. Mm-hmm. Of playing violent video games, like one, uh, like, this is the kind of research I'm really interested in. Um, there's the stuff that's like, uh, if you play, like, there was one study I read that if you're a, if you're a teenager and you played more violent video games, and you had more parental uh, interaction, mm-hmm. then you were more civically engaged. Right. Like you did more things for your community. Mm-hmm. And that had it was like contingent on both of those things being high, which means that like, okay, well, violent video games aren't making people automatically antisocial, right? Right. Uh, and then I uh, saw another study that was like kind of quasi-experimental, where if you put people, even if they played violent video games, but if they played cooperatively, yeah, like they were more likely to be kind to one another at the end than people who are playing violent video games in like an isolated way. Right. So it may not even necessarily be violent content. It could be, are you playing competitively? Are you playing cooperatively? Are you playing in isolation? Right. That could be contributing more to the outcomes than the content themselves, which of course then becomes like a much broader issue than just, is there violence in video games? Sure. Is it making people bad? Right. Um, um, yeah. Like, what's the balance between just single player violent video games and, you know, the other games that you're playing? Are you playing Super Smash Brothers? Are you playing um, uh, Breath of the Wild? You know, are you playing right. other Candy Crush? You know, um, are you balancing out or are you just like knuckling down and, and just playing single player violent video games and having no social interaction and. Um, right and and the and the likely what's what's likely happening is if you are isolated completely and playing violent video games all the time there's probably something else going on right you know it's like you probably lack a lot of social support or maybe it's difficult for you to interact socially maybe because there's social anxiety or um, you know maybe it's like maybe you have really like poor peer relationships or i don't know there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that can go into maybe you're bullied right. like who knows you know um yeah, there's there's just there's way more going on. It, right. It, honestly, it's ridiculous mm-hmm. that that this is even a discussion, but it keeps on coming up all the time. Yeah. Every time there's one of these, you know, big violent shootings, that there's this link between violent video games and violent behavior, and it's just no, there's not. And I can say there's not a link because they're not. Well, we can say because there hasn't been enough research being done yet, but we can say. I can say uh, confidently, based off the APA paper that I sent you to read um, yeah. from the task force that was looking at it, there are no scientific links between violent video games and like delinquency uh, and and like delinquency and criminal behavior. Yeah. Like there has been no link established between that. Partially, part part of that's because there haven't been a lot, enough studies covered, mm-hmm. but still, like there's not an, there's not any evidence that shows that. Right, um, and. Uh, I think another aspect we can go into is like the positive aspects of video games, even yeah. violent video games. Um, it, let's say Dungeons and Dragons. It's a pretty violent game. It's not a video game, but it's a violent RPG. Sure. Um, but I've seen so many stories of people saying it saved their life. They were suicidal, oh, but yeah. then they started playing uh, in a group and like 
they're bonding over shared experience, you know, trying to yeah. take down a dragon or trying to go through this dungeon or this area and working together and, uh, you know, overcoming the odds and, um, you know, creating a, a, a normal um, game that they come back to when it's built social, social skills. It's give them purpose. Um, yeah. Uh, but what are some of the other, like, positive aspects of video games that's never talked about (laughs) well there's i mean there's several things i can talk about i reviewed several articles looking at different positive aspects so part of it could be like there's benefits for cognitive (coughs) performance Mm -hmm. um uh, like if you play specifically a lot of action video games a lot of like fps video game first person shooter video games Mm -hmm. like you have better problem solving skills uh visual problem solving skills Mm -hmm. in the context of like distracting stimuli yeah so that can be helpful there's been links between like strategy games and improved grades for high school students through improved problem solving right um there are links uh one really cool study i read it was a qualitative study so there wasn't like statistics but there were people sharing their stories and it was 10 people who were diagnosed with um on the on um on the autism spectrum uh, scale, uh, well, it's the autism spectrum, right? Uh, and they're basically saying like, video games have helped me be able to work on my motor skills. They mm-hmm. help me make friends. Like, I think the title of the paper is, "If it weren't for video games, I wouldn't have any friends." Right. Um, and so there can be some really incredibly positive things that come out of playing video games. Mm-hmm. And they're and like you said, they're not studied enough. And I think it goes back to that moral panic wheel, yeah. right? A lot of research is, is focused on problem-oriented things. There's a problem, we need to research it so we can fix it. And there's not a whole lot of, I mean, there's less research that's really strengths-oriented. Uh, and so there, we really need, there's a, there's a, a real need in the scientific community mm-hmm. for strengths-based uh, approaches to video game research. Absolutely. Um, like uh, reaction time, peripheral vision, um, things like um, uh, comprehension. So reading comprehension skills go up too. Um, right. Uh, yeah, critical thinking skills, they all improve. And yeah. um, and also like the, uh, with uh, Microsoft, with their accessible controller, the controller for disabled. Yeah, that is so cool. I, I mean, there's a huge, huge um, positive there. People who've never been able to play video games, you know, who felt uh, out of place and outcast from this certain industry now can play and become part of a community and, you know, not have to worry yeah. so much about their dis- disability uh, because in the real world, these disabilities are very real and very pointed out by the world they're surrounded by. But, you know, in a yeah. video game, if you give them tools like that, they can feel a part of something. Um, sure. And there's a huge positive aspect, not just in um, in the ability to do it, but also um, socially being able to become a part of that community and sharing something like that. It doesn't matter if you're disabled right. or not, you know. Um, right. I think that's that's a huge portion of, of video games that's being neglected and, and not mm. enough light is being put on that. Um, I think the only thing I've seen about that controller was just like the the demo or the little promo video that Microsoft did for it. But yeah, I'm not seeing anything. I saw else a commercial for it. Yeah, I don't see much about it either. And then <coughs> there's other things like uh, GuardianCon. So in July, I got to go to this convention called GuardianCon. Mm-hmm. 
it was started it started off in a bar uh, <laughs> with some different content creators like Twitch uh, streamers and YouTube video creators where fans just went to go meet them and they turned it into an event to, to raise money for charity for St. Jude. Right. They've raised over $4 million this year for St. Jude um, uh, Children's Research Hospital, which if you don't know what that is, like it's, it's, a, it's a hospital that does cancer research yeah. for kids and they like, they take their families in, they don't pay a single cent yeah. for their, any of their treatment, they give them food, they give them lodging, like the whole family. Yeah. They do all this incredible stuff, and uh, basically the the leaders of this thing, um, Darkness429, uh, Tim Havlock is his real name, and then there's uh, these other streamers, Cathalian, uh, Professor Broman, yeah. and um, Kevin, uh, KMagic101. Mm-hmm. They started this thing and with the idea that like, gaming does good. Like right. There are all these gamers out here, and these are all people like watching Twitch or playing video games, most of which are violent games. <coughs> Like Destiny or Sea of Thieves mm-hmm. or uh, a Player Unknown's Battlegrounds or Fortnite or whatever, all these games have to do with shooting people. And while they're doing that, they're raising thousands and thousands and millions of dollars to help kids who have cancer, right? You know, and their families. And so it's like you don't hear about that in the national news. You hear about the president saying that video games cause violence and cause mass shootings. Right. Uh, uh, and it's really, it, I think it does fit a lot into that moral panic wheel where we have this idea that video gamers are a certain way. Right. And they're just not. They run the gamut. They're just people. Like, and, and they're people who, are, who can do extraordinary good or bad depending on what's going on. Right. I, um, the, there's a um, channel called Critical Role. Uh, they stream, there are a bunch right. of voice actors that stream Dungeons and & Dragons. And every single stream that I've seen is they're pushing uh, some sort of charity of, you know, and I think yeah. there was a local one that they raised like $150,000 for uh, one year. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, they're constantly using that platform to um, to create good and create positive yeah. things for the community around them and the world around them. And uh, I think yeah. that's huge. Uh, why not, um, you know, not just the video game itself, but using that as a platform to create good and do good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that stuff is neglected in the media. Um, yeah. And it's really frustrating. Not anymore, Nick. We're talking about it. We're doing it. You, uh, <laughs> you right. six listeners. <laughs> That's right. You guys get the word out there. Yeah. Um, Gaming can do good. Yeah. So that's kind of where we stand. Uh, it's a gray area, but, um, you know, video games there are some there are very much positives that go along with it and of yeah course it's a complicated issue but i mean we have to realize mm-hmm. there's far far more people who are playing violent video games than people who ever commit any type of violent act like this absolutely there's so much more going on we have to we have to examine it from different angles sure and it's yeah absolutely so, <sighs> so um so you guys that are listening, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I mean, do you think there are links? Do you think there are not? Have you seen positive influences of video games or video games being used as a platform to create positivity in some way? Um, yeah. uh, hit us up at the EG Podcast at Twitter and um, let us know. What another thing, another thing would be great is if maybe there's something that wasn't clear like in this episode or you have questions about what we were talking about yeah. or if there's a topic you'd really like us to tackle um let us know like 
uh, log, uh, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah. What are the uh, what are the tags again? Um, at the EG podcast. At the EG podcast, mm-hmm. and then I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skitch two five six. And um, I am at Nick J Wells on Twitter. Probably just contact me on Twitter if you wanted to. But yeah, the EG yeah. podcast will be the the probably the main one that we're gonna yeah. be checking. Uh, but yeah, talk to us. Um, let's have a conversation about it. Um, we I think the the biggest thing or the biggest bad thing we could do is just not talk about it at all. Um, right. Right. And so if we can create some dialogue, um, that's going to be the best thing about it, because right now mainstream uh, media is only putting out one side of it. And it's very, very biased in that direction. And we need yeah. to it needs to be a little bit more balanced for sure. Um, and so, yeah. Um, got anything else? I don't think I do. Cool. Cool. Well, that's it for us. And we hope you guys uh, have a good day or night or whenever it is that you listen to this. Hope you have a great poop or a great trip to the grocery store or a great uh, washing your dishes, whatever you're doing. Somebody out there was pooping and was like, they know. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll uh, talk to you guys in the next one. See ya.